bit of an update from the town hall meeting uh, tonight, well, last night, uh, in East Palestine, because it's it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. Uh, you know, first and foremost, officials from the actual train company didn't even bother showing up. Didn't even bother showing up. Absolute cowards. Uh, the fact that they've potentially caused this community and its surrounding communities an immense amount of damage. And they don't even bother to show up. Uh, shows you exactly who we're dealing with here. And, I, you know, they've shown no contrition. They've shown no, you know, they're just, they don't care. Norfolk Southern officials skip East Palestine town hall meeting following train derailment. After a growing site, growing physical threat to employees. I wonder why people are mad. I mean, I just, I couldn't possibly fathom why. City officials and residents of East Palestine are attending a meeting Wednesday following to discuss, evening, sorry, to discuss ongoing cleanup efforts following a, the derailment of February 3rd. But Norfolk Southern said its representatives will not attend due to the growing physical threat. I don't care. Sorry. They have plenty of money. Bring bodyguards then. The meeting will be held at East Palestine High School. The town hall will not be held in a traditional format with a series of speakers. Instead, multiple tables will be set up where residents can speak to different officials about their concerns. Sources confirmed with News 5. This is why they're not streaming it, but they will cover it. That was a tactical decision, don't you think? There is a reason they're not streaming it is because they don't want the rest of the internet to be able to kind of immediately react to it and like really try, you know, shining a light on it. That's why you're sharing this videos, these videos on Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere have been so powerful. I'm firmly, I'm firmly convinced, thoroughly convinced that it's your, you know, thanks to you, the viewers who are out there sharing these videos, putting the pressure on news agencies. That's the only reason that we probably saw mainstream media actually cover this. So these cowards don't even show up. And I want to show Nick Sortor, or Sorter, yeah, U.S. political strategist, is on the ground. Look at all the people that are here. And it says, the people of East Palestine are pissed off. The mayor is holding a town hall at East Palestine High School, and the people are determined to hold the government accountable. Good for them. I'll be live tweeting, so stay tuned. He goes, he then says, first question, quote, why are the people outside of one mile? Why are the people outside of a one mile radius from East Palestine getting no support? Answer: Because that's what the Department of Transportation told us to do. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's Pete Booty Judge, right? We certainly know that there's, you know, it's extraordinary. You know, based on what we're seeing, there's definitely reports of this extending well beyond that one mile radius, as far as a hundred miles in some cases. There are thousands of people from East Palestine at this town hall. They're demanding answers as they don't believe anything the government has told them thus far. U.S. Congressman Bill Johnson, we have found nothing in the air or water that will be harmful. East Palestine residents, you all said the same thing about Ground Zero too, and that was a lie. The resident is correct, referencing... Of course, you know, obviously the air around uh, on that day around ground zero was super toxic and they said nothing about it. Norfolk Southern, who caused the East Palestine disaster, decided not to send a single representative to talk to these people. People are livid and bent on refusing the company's $1,000 hold harmless bribes. Now I've I've saw this rumor going around about this thousand dollar payoff uh, yesterday. I think it was five hundred or a thousand when I saw it yesterday. I mean, are you kidding me? We don't even know the extent of the potential damage right now, and they're out there handing out trying to hand out checks so that people don't sue them. Officials say East Palestine testing results show municipal water is, quote, safe to drink. 
Well, it isn't safe to swim in for the little fishies, unless that was completely unrelated. Could be. I'm not an expert. Residents of East Palestine, Ohio, were told Wednesday afternoon that their municipal water is, quote, safe to drink after officials received new water testing results. The update from Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's office comes just one day after officials urged residents to only drink bottled water amid concerns from chemicals from the train derailment. I, how many people are there, do you think in Ohio, in East Palestine, are running to that tap water right now? Some number between zero and zero? I'm sure I wouldn't be. I'd be worried about showering in it. Taking bottled water. You know, bottled water showers. I guess you just use a washcloth and a bar of soap. The new results show that the treated water from the wells located about one mile from the derailment site showed no detection of contaminants associated with the derailment. With these test results, Ohio EPA is confident that the municipal water is safe to drink. The wells are at least 56 feet below the ground and covered by solid steel that protect them from contamination, the, sites, the state said, and that the water from the wells is treated before even being able made for consumption. At the time of the accident, the train was carrying several hazardous compounds known to cause health impacts when ingested. Now, let's take a look at the, you know, the, the radius in which they're testing, one mile. Certainly that's like, one could, I think it's reasonable. Again, I'm not a scientist, but like if the water 100 feet away from the site is not, is fine, then the water uh, two miles away is probably also fine. Unless there was like a concentrated leak that got into a spring that then spread, you know what I mean? It would take, it would be really unlikely, but not impossible. But what's more possible is when you blasted all those chemicals into the air and they traveled for hundreds of miles. Isn't it possible that, you know, this, this cloud of chemicals that, that were blowing all over the place, you know, had a destination somewhere. It's not just floating around up in the ether. It's absolutely, at low levels, the health impacts of these compounds are not usually felt, he said. But once you reach higher levels over a longer period of time, that's when people start to see long-term health issues. Well, we saw all sorts of people talking about health issues. Now, maybe they're psychosomatic. It's possible. Psychosomatic symptoms are a real thing. Um, but what about all the animals? Did they, did they perish from psychosomatic, you know, were they psychosomatic perishings? Was it completely unrelated? Was it a spawn run of minnows that's never happened before? A few minutes into the event, the mayor decided to shake things up when he said that it is not the way that people in the community wanted this to go. He asked residents to go into the bleachers and a question and answer session began. Questions were raised over the quality of the air and water, which officials say is safe and will continue to be tested. I'm just as frustrated. I live in the community like you. East Palestine Mayor Trent Conaway said, I'm trying to get answers. At that point, Johnson took the mic and said, listen, if you've got a question, if you've got a question for Norfolk Southern, they're not even here tonight. My table is right down here. You come down, get one of my cards, and I'll take one of your questions. We will respond. I will ask that question on your behalf. You will not go without your question answered. Norfolk Southern was invited to attend, but instead released a statement late Wednesday saying that it would not be represented. Why, are you afraid that people whose water you potentially poisoned or air you potentially poisoned might be pissed at you? This is, you know, I really hope it's just like, I really hope it's not as bad as people think. I really do. Because, you know, the people of East Palestine, people of Ohio, people in Ohio River, Mississippi River, this is a big deal. People are watching this around the country wondering because I, I don't think trust has ever been lower in our government officials. Uh, and you know, a lot of that is caused by the way they handle the coof and lockdowns and quote unquote misinformation and what you could say, what you can't say, they're changing narratives, all these type of things. It's not our fault that we don't trust them. And that's this huge narrative, right? Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. You don't believe the government. Well, look, no, I don't. And I have a mountain of evidence as to why.
There's some interesting news going around today. I mean, we have the Tim Pool article. We have uh, some new news around Mr. Tate. We have uh, the town hall that happened in Ohio that was absolutely wild. And so I'm going to cover it all for you right now. Let's start with what was interesting, what an interesting um, case here with uh, Mr. Tate. Uh, you know, I think... This has been a case that has kind of largely been forgotten outside of his base. And it's, you know, a lot of people have something to say about it. There are things that he has said, obviously, that I disagree with. But I've kind of been waiting and waiting and waiting for some sort of legal proceedings. And as far as I know, the guy's just sitting in court or in jail without actually being charged or whatever the case is. It's really bizarre. People have a, a right to a speedy trial at least in this country, but maybe not in Romania. This article, or this bit of news, seems to be kind of uh, creeping out on, you know, first on kind of the gossip sites. It hasn't been covered by any mainstream sites yet. That doesn't necessarily mean it's untrue. It's just an interesting, you know, uh, twist to the story. It says, Andrew Day is still currently housed in jail amid claims against him and connections to organized crime. However, according to spynews.ro, so again, I, I tend to try to take these things with a grain of salt. It doesn't automatically mean it's untrue, especially when you look at, you know, if somebody said, according to CNN, I'd probably react in the same way. So it's like you just kind of want to wait for a, um, like a conglomerate of sites or a, a nice cross-section of sites to cover something. Um that detail that allege wiretaps between uh, those who claim Tate wronged them indicate that the two women actually plan to frame him. Now, the article is published by spynews.ro. I doubt that's uh, <laughs> that's probably not NewsGuard certified, but uh, it has been translated from Romanian to English. According to these wiretaps, the pair of the two planned on setting up the Tate brothers by pretending that they were in love with the brothers. They had planned to feign ignorance if they were caught in a police raid on Tate's property and discussed using disguises so they weren't recognized following the raids. Images of the alleged wiretaps were uploaded to Twitter and British MMA fighter and actor Tam Khan has called for the release of Andrew Tate and his brother, Khan, saying this, Wow, exposed, free the Tates. Now, wiretaps showed that they plotted to frame them. And what you see here is, obviously, I can't read that because it looks like it's in... Well, it actually does look like it's perhaps in English. So we'll check that out. Investigative journalist Suleiman Ahmed released a thread on Twitter uh, revealing the alleged bias against Andrew Tate in the mainstream media. Well, duh. Ahmed called up prominent news outlets BBC and Vice and blasted the organization for a lack of journalistic integrity. Ahmed wrote the following. Tate Megathread. There has been a visceral attack on Andrew Tate by MSM and alternative media. They have lacked journalist integrity. Vice BBC, journalistic integrity, Vice BBC, uh, and the allegations have been debunked, but they have brainwashed people. It's time to wake up and seek the truth. Well, interestingly enough, I mean, you can see this thread here, but what's more interesting is this tweet by Tam Khan. I wonder if that's if that's something I can find because that's a, certainly an interesting scenario. If true, here it is. It's this pinned tweet. Now, this looks like in English, the alleged those that were wronged wiretaps exposed the setup and lies. While this is disturbing, they should be locked up and immediately exposed. Free the brothers now. This only highlights the corruption in this case. Now, certainly this doesn't, you know, um, absolve them of literally everything they've been accused of, but certainly we've already seen a scenario where, you know, I'm of the mind that... You know, Tate probably did some unsavory things, uh, maybe even some illegal things. But I also believe that he's being railroaded and that he's not getting a fair trial. And based on the evidence that we've seen, 
I, I just really haven't seen anything convincing. I get a lot of people chirping in my ear, even people that are friends of mine saying, oh no, this is all going to come out. There, you know, There's really evidence against... I mean, one of the main people who said that they were advocating for these these folks was Eliza Blue, if that name sounds familiar to you. You know, she went on Tim Pool's show to talk about how she was advocating for these people. Now, I don't know if these are the same because they were anonymous. But you can see this thing, you know, for sure what we have to do. I'm dying inside ASAP, Hulu, Amazon Prime. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Um you know, shame on you. You could see, I, I'm not sure what these actually say. Uh, you see, true, I practice, perfect. Just play it cool, got it, like you don't know anything. Play dumb. I'm going to pull some tears. Uh, Aliona, uh, and play dumb. Good advice. Thank you, babe. So, we are so good, though. We need an Oscar. Let's go. Let's just play it cool and change my name so I will not start with a whatever. Got it. Um, yeah, I told you to just be like saying a nice message that we are hurt and stuff like that. And you love them, but just don't, I mean, if these are real, you know, look at tomorrow, we should wear makeup and sunglasses. So nobody really notices what we look like or who we are. We are writing a movie ASAP. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of these replies, um, you know, as more time passes, you know, again, Here's the thing. If they did break the law, which many people are convinced that they did, this investigation does not appear to be above board. There seems to be plenty of evidence. Now, just because these two plotted, right? So I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Just because these two allegedly plotted this, that doesn't necessarily mean none of the other stuff happened. But it certainly means that some shenanigans were happening and are happening. And what I will say is, uh, even though many people strongly dislike these individuals and, and perhaps how they make money and how they got rich and all this kind of stuff, facts matter. And, and in court, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And right now, these two guys are sitting in prison for how long now? And I've still yet to see anything extraordinarily convincing. Now, maybe that comes out at trial, but you know, it's interesting to me that they had these two locked up, you know, and it's been so long now, and it's just like, what's going on? You know, uh, you know, what what the heck is going on? And um, here's here's a uh, Samira saying, I've yet to see concrete evidence that Andrew Tate or Tristan Tate are guilty. Unfortunately, globalists are going to do everything they can. Free top G. That's kind of the thing. I have yet to see anything really bad. Um, I've seen like the video of him, him is of, of him, you know, raising his hand. Uh, you know, apparently that's been explained away, but I don't. It's down to whether or not you believe that. Um, but certainly, I think we can all agree that no mainstream media outlet is going to go out of their way to present this in a fair and balanced way. And so, right now, you know, I'm I'm concerned that so many people are so convinced of his guilt because they don't like the things he says, including the media, um, that people are forgetting, you know, <laughs> uh, that kind of truth matters. Again, I'm not saying the guy's an angel. I'm not saying I want him dating my daughter. I'm not saying that everything he says is true. What I am saying is the truth matters. Facts matter. And I think if you look at this, um, I just haven't seen anything extraordinarily convincing. I don't know if you have, and I'm just not seeing it. I mean, certainly, you know, if you want to tell me the guy's a scumbag or whatever, okay, fine. But, like, where is the evidence of the laws broken? Now, the stuff about the money, hiding money, uh, doing this kind of stuff, that would constitute some sort of crime, I imagine. Um but, you know, let's bring it forward. Let's put him on trial. Let's, you know, let's let's actually get it out there and see what's going on. It feels like they're holding him in hopes that they can put together a case. They're very, very concerned about, you know, seizing his Bugattis and all this kind of stuff. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if any of this evidence actually comes to bear, if they're interested in going to trial, if they're interested in doing, you know, anything like that. Um, because I am, you know, I'm certainly interested in seeing this go to trial. I don't want the guy to be held forever without a trial. If he's found guilty at trial, well, then so be it. 
but give the guys day in court. It's certainly been very, very long uh, to be held with, you know, as more and more cracks seem to be forming uh, in their case. So it'll be interesting to see. Make sure if you haven't yet, you click subscribe and you turn notifications on. The button's right down below the video and I'll continue to follow this case and update you every time there's something major to talk about. I wanted to take a look at, you know, it looks like Tim Poole's news team, Timcast, has apologized or created some sort of update. I haven't read it yet, so I want to check it out. People said that they published a part four, which apparently was in response to some threats of lawsuits. I think and hope at this point it's all kind of done. Everything that's been said needs to be said, and I'm hoping that... Uh, you know, Shane Cashman can make it right because he made some pretty spicy claims about an individual that turned out to be patently false. At least that's their claim, of course. And I suspect they were able to prove that it was false. Addendum to the Perpetual Trauma Machine published by Shane Cashman. After the publication of the third segment in the Eliza Blue series, Shane Cashman contacted Manuel Chavez a name that has been reported as a one-time affiliate of now-defunct public relations company. So now we know where Tim was getting that idea. He has clarified his distance from the company and said he does not employ the tactics that have been previously reported on. So the entire article and the entire... Now we know where Tim got the whole... It's a paid, you know, a paid PR firm. It's because Shane Cashman told him that. The company in question offered the no for nominal services of PR company, but extended its reputation management by creating positive and negative social media campaigns. They will buy positive articles, postings, and accounts to promote people, but also engage in negative campaigns against the target if the client requested it. Chavez said that they were essentially a group of LARPers trying to copy the model of Black Cube and redacted. Chavez says he began associating with the people close to his company after delving into intricate popular online puzzles and gaining some attention by allegedly solving them. He interacted with people he believed created the puzzles and according to him felt like they'd eventually been taken hostage by their hopium. Chavez said he spent years trying to expose the wrongdoings of the people in that circle but keeps being lumped in with them despite his efforts. He told Shane Cashman, wait, I thought Shane wrote this. Why is he speaking in the third person? Wait, what? It doesn't make sense. Who wrote this? He told Shane Cashman they ended up getting a restraining order against some of the people he used to interact with and ultimately moved to another state to escape danger that he believed they posed to him. He provided Timcast News with copies of the actual order. The following interview is directly from the conversation between Cashman and Chavez after the release of Part 3. Timcast News cannot independently verify many of the claims made by the subject at this time, but we have decided to present the discussion as it occurred for transparency. We have edited out the names and individuals of the company. Okay, why didn't she say that about Eliza Blue? So in this interview, you know, Cashman says, you're not running any kind of operation. Chavez says, I'm basically broke. I've been door dashing so that I can pay my rent. I put out this thread and I just decided that I wouldn't worry about it anymore. I felt like I had spoken my piece and I was like, okay. And if I was wrong, honestly, I wanted to be proven wrong. That's the whole point. I wanted Eliza give Eliza what she needed. I don't think people really picked up on it. Trust me, I didn't try to feed this to other people. I never meant for her to have this whole perpetual trauma machine go on. I know it's been difficult. Cashman says, I personally have no problem with people asking questions and you can talk all the ish you want. People could say he's been affiliated with the company and then hear him talk about he's laughing about knowing people who've ended themselves. And now you're putting it in a different light where it's like you've blown the whistle on these people. There have been articles written about these tactics. Chavez writes, I'm not behind any kind of smear campaign. You know I'm not a bot master. I can barely afford to pay my rent. I don't even like bots. Back in 2017, I was accused of doing this stuff. So he ends up doing this article. Reporters like Will Summer from the Daily Beast, they went on with another narrative. The sad thing is that I was the source for Will. I gave him the information first. Then he went and tried to fact check you. And want, and want everybody else to fact check me, right? I literally had to get a restraining order from my former associates. They were getting physical with me, putting hands on me, trying to hurt me, basically tell me 
if you try to leave, I'm going to destroy you, this, that, and the other thing. Well, okay. Cashman wrote, when you saw the Daily Beast article about Eliza and it was written by Will Summer, did it give you any pause because of what he'd done to you previously? Yeah, actually, I had noticed he was poking around. He followed me on Twitter but never reached out to me directly or anything. But Will has been pretty well known for like following me around and picking up stories over the years. I don't work with the Daily Beast at all. Hmm. Interesting. So he's doing this interview with um, Manuel Defango, I guess, or Chavez, I don't know. Um, but that's who it is. I'm not a robot. I'm just in my tiny apartment. Do you have any advice for people when they might see these crazy disinformation campaigns happen? Interestingly. So he does this interview. Cashman says, do you think there's a goal? Do you think there's a goal for this? Or is it just chaos? Is it to gain power over people? For the people that I interact with, it always seemed to boil down to money. It's always been about that for them. They play both sides all the time. You know, I'm not a psychopath. I'm not even really a criminal. I just, for some reason, have ran into many criminals over my lifetime. I'm trying to understand these people, blah, blah, blah. I don't even understand. What is the point of this? This doesn't do anything. I don't understand why they do half the things they do. That's why with the Eliza thing, I definitely didn't want it to end up like this. I would much rather, you know, have been able to talk to her if she were able to get, if I was able to give her a message today, obviously I would say, look, I'm definitely sorry that this kind of rolled out the way that it did. You know, I take responsibility for what I've done and what I've said, and I've been wrong, you know, and I apologize. I'm about what though? I'm not sure what he's saying he's been wrong about. Um, I apologize. Unlike all these other people on the internet that are just making video after video collecting cash. Oh, okay. So Manuel DeFango goes after the YouTubers? I don't know. That seems like a weird take. Maybe he didn't mean it that way. I'll try to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, so is there ever any, um, there was never any intention to have her harassed into oblivion, right? That's not what I wanted. I wanted some simple answers. This kind of thing spiraled out of control in the way that I can't control, but it's not the first time something like that has happened to me. Well, this is really nothing. It's like, it's like, instead of getting a lawsuit, they negotiated that they would give, publish an interview. Is that, is that what this is? Let's take a look at some of the replies. Tim Cast news. Okay. Uh, Dr. Turtleboy writes, this is all just a ridiculous distraction from the fact that Shane failed to investigate anything and provided cover for Eliza. <laughs> Timcast News cannot independently verify many of the claims made by the subject at this time. That didn't stop them the first three times. Why would it now? Timcast, yeah, people are pointing, Timcast News cannot independently verify many of the claims made by the subject this time, but we decided to present blah, blah, blah. Where was this on the original piece? Could have solved a lot of problems. Still not apology, though. This is just getting sad. If her story is so believable, why is she no longer on the live show in Austin? I think it's time Shane moves on from Timcast. I don't think he can regain trust after having to U-turn so hard. Shane is dragging down the credibility of the rest of Timcast. You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Turtle Boy says, hey, Timcast, why do you still employ this idiot? Do you actually think this is good journalism? He's really hurting your brand. I mean, yeah, I'd say that this isn't a good look for the brand. You know, I think uh, this is weird. Why even publish this? Um, it seems like they it's like they negotiated this settlement where he would clear Defango's name in exchange for Defango then basically saying everyone else, you know, people who made endless videos about it, they're the problem. That was a weird line. I hope he didn't mean it that way. Um Good Lord, I thought this was a story about inappropriate use of censorship on social media. How did it spiral into some obscure, he said, she said, spat between news and marketing agencies? You guys lost the plot. And by the way, Brittany Venti is still wrongfully banned, and I want to continue to point that out. Um, you know, it's interesting, very interesting. Uh, you know, Tim Poole, please fire Shane Cashman. I'm not going to ask for anybody to be fired. Um, certainly, Tim should employ whom he wants to. Um, and I think that there's probably a place where Shane Cashman can, can, you know, do well. It's just not an investigative journalism. It's an opinion pieces. He never should have been assigned to this. 
You know, I think um, this is a good point. Yeah, everyone ignoring that Defango apologized to Eliza and threw everyone else under the bus. That's what he did. That's how it read anyway. Um, you know, I think that that's pretty odd. Um, I don't know why he would have apologized simply for posting a, a thread that people ask questions about. Really, most of the research was found by other people. This is weird. Um, not This is kind of an L for Defango. I guess I'll reach out to him. I, I don't blame him. The guy's probably just trying to, you know, get out from underneath this. I don't know. Um, but weird, you see, you know, um, bizarre. I, it seems so weird. Like they just gave him a platform to say whatever he wants. He apologized. I'm not sure what he would apologize for. What a huge waste of time. Yeah, that, that was a huge waste of time. Uh, but I guess that's the end we get. Sometimes we don't get the ending we want. This is it. It's going to be a stain on Timcast News integrity uh, until they address it. Maybe they get rid of Shane Cashman. Maybe they come out and just say, hey, we oofed it. But uh, yikes. The reviews are in for the latest Marvel movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And it's certified rotten, which is quite rare, to be honest with you, for uh, a Marvel movie. I suspect I know why <laughs> that may be the case, uh, but we'll take a look. I, I do think that there is like legitimately Marvel fatigue. Like I bet this video will be not you know viewed as well uh, as you know normal videos are on this channel. But it's it's something I you know it's it's interesting because I think I know why they're um, kind of artificially demoting this video, you know, dragging it down. Uh, also. We are at, I'm doing my final push today on new members. 200 is the goal. We're at 30 right now. It just went up. If you're considering joining as a member uh, to support the channel, help reduce ad reads and things of that nature, uh, hopefully today will be the day. I will never uh, lock up chat or, or hide any of my existing content behind a paywall. But if you check my homepage, I've started to do some like, members only vlogs and things of that nature, which I'll try to do once every, which I will do once every two weeks, um, potentially every week. Right now I'm doing more to help uh, spur along and give people some members only content to actually see, but Emma and the Wasp, 53%. It's actually 52 now. I don't know, as more reviews come in, oh, it snuck up to 53 again. It's very interesting. Um, Ant-Man is a movie I care nothing about. I nothing the movie. I mean, Paul Rudd's fine. Um, you know, I nothing Paul Rudd, too. Like, yeah, he's fine. You know, he's had some good movies at his time. He's he's inoffensive to me. Your prototypical, like, Hollywood weirdo, I guess you would say. You know, I, I don't really know how else I would, you know, to, how else I would describe it. Um, but 53% is extremely low. Uh, for a Marvel movie for a critic score. But I bet I know why. That's right. I mean, I'm sure I know why. Because it, it's, it's just too... It's just too convenient. You know, you see Marvel's mini hero is back in a movie that's all scale, no fun. It's not actively awful in any kind of meaningful way because it's not remarkable enough to be that. Instead, it's a filler episode in the TV-ification of the MCU it's fine if you miss it because the next episode movie will just catch you up on it. Well, that's what you get. You know, that's what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is now. It's just, you know, content. This is what happens when you did Endgame, right? You cashed out and now everything feels so boring and, and, and um, inconsequential. You see the post-Endgame MCU continues to be a slog. This supersized, noisy, and sometimes chaotic superhero adventure won't be for everyone, particularly those who like their movies smaller, quieter, and a bit more subtle with less blowout spectacle and fewer ants. Well, it's a Marvel movie. I, I don't really understand what you, what you were expecting. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has to be the most inert, lifeless film in the MCU yet. 
Interesting. Very interesting. Like it's it's uh it's surprising just how you know Ant Man isn't an example of bad comedy. It's bad drama, bad science fiction, and a waste of everyone in it, including Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas. Ironic that after the millions of dollars spent on computer-generated pizzazz, the best best special effects from the two of our real-life stars serving up some real-life acting. I don't really, I'm not familiar with Evangeline Lilly's other work. I, I don't know what else I've seen her in, but I suspect I know why they are reviewing this the way it is. I mean, again, like Ant-Man and the Wasp starts off phase five with a flop as a dull story and questionable execution causes the film to be wildly worthless miss. I mean, I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, outside of the tent poles, uh, outside of like Spider-Man, I'm not exactly sure about the future of any of it. I mean, Black Panther did pretty good, right? Wakanda Forever. Um, Spider-Man will continue to do good, but it did good even before like the whole MCU bonanza, right? DC is still floundering. I think by the time DC actually figures anything out, everyone's really going to be sick of superhero movies. Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania's chaotic, woefully unfunny mess that has forgotten why its hero was so much fun. The thrill isn't just gone. It's been buried beneath a swarm of plot contrivances and truly hideous CGI. You'd think that they would have actually good CGI in these movies. I mean, they've been doing CGI forever, and they just... It seems like, and I've, I've said this before, like, I don't, I can't look at CGI unless it's really bad, like old Doctor Who CGI or something like that. I can't look at a Marvel movie and say like, oh, this is definitely bad CGI. I don't have that eye for that, but a lot of you do. And a lot of people do when they talk about them. But what this is, is like really just a cash grab and everything in the MCU has been a cash grab uh, ever since really Endgame. I mean, it feels like it's always been a cash grab. Everything's a cash grab. Hey, by the way, have I told you to sign up for to be a, to join as a member on the channel for exclusive benefits? Plus, you get a free super chat every month. So you know, when I'm live streaming, you get your message up and highlighted. All sorts of cool stuff. A big dumb blockbuster that can't decide whether it's crazy comedy or gritty drama. A huge contrast between the tone and narrative leaves this one feeling far too uneven. Tired of being continuously introduced to the multiverse. Time to get on with it. Now, remember, you know, remember that there is this. Articles like this. Ant-Man, sorry, Evangeline Lilly slams poke mandate. Nobody should be forced to inject their body with anything based. Inverse Magazine, this was this just a few weeks ago. I'm sorry, this is last year. Ant-Man 3, why Marvel is stuck with anti-vaxxer Evangeline Lilly. This is just somebody who wants, you know, who's, who wants personal liberty. She's not like an anti-poke person, at least not, not what I can tell. But there are hundreds of articles like this. People like games journalists or video game journalists absolutely losing their ever-loving minds because Evangeline Lilly uh, just didn't want mandates. She didn't come out against the poke. She came out against mandates. And also, like, to understand this, there was also the female star, I forget what her name is, um, a black actress from Wakanda Forever, that also, she was, like, outright against the poke in general. And the media wanted to cancel them. So is it... You know, people who were looking for the movie to be bad and it ended up being bad anyway. I mean, it's difficult to say, but there are a lot of negative reviews here. An ultra-generic, aggressively mediocre film that's intermittently elevated by the charming charisma of its cast. It's possible. You know, it's certainly possible that the movie's, you know, just super mid. I kind of think in general, most of these, uh, most Marvel movies these days are pretty mid. Pretty, you know, pretty forgettable. Uh, so it, it's, it is what it is. Um, I, I was never a huge Ant-Man guy. Um, you know, you see 53% for Ant-Man, 
you know, the holiday special did okay. I didn't even watch it. If it was, if it was it any good, I don't know. Um, you know, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, even critics didn't love giving it 84%. A lot of racists. Um, you know, She-Hulk, that sucked. Thor Love and Thunder, worst, probably worst Thor movie yet. Miss Marvel, 100% shocking. But even Doctor Strange, 74. This is a basically, other than Spider-Man, you know, The Eternals, I guess. That was another newer uh, Disney movie, 47%. Marvel movie, Shang-Chi. Stunning and brave. It's gone from more hits than misses to just way more misses than hits. Back when they had, you know, a lot of these earlier on, you know, obviously Inhumans was terrible, but uh, it's interesting. So it could be driven by political things, but it could also just be that bad. It'll, you know, I guess for me, I'll wait to see. You know, I may watch it someday. I'm not that invested in Ant Man. I like Paul Rudd, but. He is, you know, he is what it is. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Are you going to go see Ant-Man and Quantumania? Maybe there's no uh, movies out anyway, so it's difficult uh, to say. But, uh, yeah, I, for one, am ready for a new type of movie. So, I'm, you know, I am beyond superhero fatigue. I was trying to record this as on my laptop, but I don't know. The microphone's not working. The audio's not working. I don't really know what's going on. Maybe it needs a Windows update or something, but this is kind of too big of a story to skip on a Thursday. I've been traveling since uh, 6.30 this morning, so 12 straight hours. The very first thing I want to do is bring you up to speed on the departure of... Susan Wojcicki. Now, Susan Wojcicki, the CEO of YouTube, is out. Replacing her, more of the same. So, as of this morning, Deserto reported uh, that Susan Wojcicki has stepped down as CEO. She issued a uh, an article to creators that said, Earlier today, I sent an email to employees announcing that I'd be stepping back from my role as the head of YouTube to start a new chapter and focus on my family, health, and personal projects that I'm passionate about. I'm sure this has nothing to do with all this congressional hearings and all sorts of stuff like that into perhaps some level of collaboration, cooperation with the federal government. I mean, I can't say for sure that that's what it is, but it certainly is interesting. I, it's been an honor. It's been the honor of my career to have a front row seat to the incredible YouTube community that you have built. Your stories of perseverance, creativity, and inspiration are a daily source of motivation. Inspire me to be an advocate and steward for this community you all created. It was a constant highlight to, of my job to sit down with you. Now, who did Susan Wojcicki sit down with? Super multi-millionaire famous YouTubers and people like Ethan Klein. She never bothered to spend one single minute from creators who were struggling to make it, creators who needed help figuring out why their channels were getting blacklisted or demonetized. No, no, she wouldn't hung out with Ludwig or H3H3, okay? You continue to have someone committed to the building and advocating for creators at the helm of YouTube. YouTube's long chief product officer, Neil Mohan, will take over the leadership role. He's an excellent leader and understands the community and what you need today. Of course, Neil, uh, I plan to stay around for a period of time to help Neil with the transition and will serve as an advisor to Google and Alphabet. I remain just as convinced today when I started nine years ago that YouTube's best days are ahead of it. From shorts to podcasting, of course, streaming to subscriptions, I'm excited to see what comes next. Well, it sure would be nice if the people that subscribe to us actually got our videos. See, that's not something that Susan Wojcicki has figured out in nine years. So I'm not surprised to see her go. I'm not sad to see her go. I can't possibly think of one good thing that this woman had ever done at YouTube uh, in terms of fighting for creators. Maybe there's something behind the scenes, but we were never made uh, aware of it. All we ever got was, you know, oh, uh, Susan Wojcicki goes and meets with uh, Ethan Klein and talks about 
nebulous things and never has to answer any tough questions. Or Susan Wojcicki visits the WEF and talks about this or that or the other thing. Now, Neil Mohan, of course, good riddance. It's exactly more of the same corporate culture. A lot of people in the comments celebrating it. Uh, by the way, I'm hoping to figure out the laptop should absolutely handle a simple X split and uh, microphone thing, but the microphone audio is all messed up. And, you know, I've got dinner in an hour and I've been traveling all day and I'm sweaty and I want to take a shower. Um, but here's what, what I'll say. It's probably more of the same, you know, almost certainly more of the same. If you look at a lot of the updates from people who um, who are not uh, super ultra-rich mega creators, most people are saying good riddance. Now, was she fired for sucking? I don't know. What we've seen is, of course, Susan Wojcicki has spent time speaking at the World Economic Forum. Uh, she has for years seemingly pretended to be an advocate for free speech, meanwhile implementing censorious, overbearing, and nebulous rules that plagued content creators who wanted to simply speak truth to power, um, just speak just a little bit of truth. Um, and even on Susan Wojcicki's own um, you know, timeline, people, of course, are dunking on her. Thanks for all your hard you know, one of the top comments says, thanks for all your hard work censoring and deplatforming important and crucial videos and information over the last several years. Oh, uh, we appreciate all you've done to protect and corrupt and evil the corrupt evil institutions that are a plague on our country. You won't be missed. Bye. Now of course most people saying bye. The only people again saying anything fond are uber-rich, ultra-millionaire YouTubers or YouTubers that are over the hill and have these weird connections. A lot of people, you know, Ludwig says, congrats. Well, yeah, she took time out of her day to boost your channel. Uh, she also, YouTube, gave him a giant check from Twitch. You know, the future of YouTube is not bright, I will say. Um, you know, there are competitors that are rising. I'm hoping that Rumble presents a very real alternative it would be awesome if it did. Um, you know, the, the idea that this ever kind of changing slog, ever evolving slog of demanding creators beg their viewers in order to earn the same amount they, they had earned years ago is uh, one of the most frustrating things about YouTube. You know, ad rates drop. YouTube says, hey, we don't want these advertisers. We think your channel shouldn't get premium ads, but you should definitely live stream where we take 30% of every dollar that comes in. Oh, you know, I have meetings with YouTube and they're like, hey, you should really tell your fans about super stickers. I'm like, my fans don't want to do super stickers. Like, what? But YouTube takes 30% of that. YouTube takes 30% of super chats. So pushing all this stuff on creators is what Susan Wojcicki's legacy will be. One of nebulous rules, uh, deplatforming, full channel demonetizations with little to no, little to no explanation. But will it be any better? The answer is no. It will not be any better. But that's why I continue to promote these other platforms like um, Rumble or Odyssey or BitChute. You know, these are other platforms that have a very real chance uh, to take a bite out of crime, so to speak. And like. You know, Rumble has some real opportunities right now. It's, you know, mostly attractive to conservative creators and creators that have been demonetized on YouTube, but it won't always be that way. And there's lots of things, you know, that people really don't care. You know, Ethan Klein, of course. So farewell to my close personal friend, Susan Wojcicki. You were like a second mother to me. I remember finally the time we would text in the night scheming on who to ban next. Well, you know, there are a lot of people that were curious about, you know, Ethan Klein's connection with her and the way that he got a particular YouTuber banned back in the day after a video that was critical of him went viral on YouTube. Really, nobody cares that this woman's leaving. Redstate.com covers and says, YouTube CEO censorship fan Susan Wojcicki is stepping down. Nuance Bro says, breaking YouTube, Susan Wojcicki is resigning. YouTube's chief product officer, Neil Mohan, will be taking over. Again, what's a chief product officer? Well, it's the guy who keeps telling me I have to ask you to sign up as a member. That's another thing, right? Um, 
you know, and also, by the way, I see you, you know, okay, that video that I put earlier was too baity. I'm sorry about that. I do apologize. Um, I was hoping to, you know, really boost coffee sales today. I'm uh, doing an AB split test, multivariate test on the product pages. So I was hoping to get a bunch of traffic there to check it out. And we did. So I appreciate everyone supporting. But I should have had a better title. Um, you know, but that's what, you know, and then Susan Wojcicki wants us to get everyone to sign up as members. Tell your viewers to pay you money, pay you money, because we can't or won't pay you money. But we don't want you to leave the platform. This is why so many people, like, for example, Tim Pool has built TimCast. And there's a wide variety of other products that YouTubers are now basically forced to uh, generate, create, um, innovate if they want to continue to grow. And I think that that's a good thing because ultimately it means that we are less reliant on YouTube. Um, but, you know, there's not, a, in, there's not a single person that I see, you know, saying anything. You know, by the way, on February 15th, Jim Jordan tweeted, we just subpoenaed Google, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, and Apple regarding big tech's reported collusion with the federal government. And the very next day, Susan Wojcicki steps down. Coincidence? I don't really think so. I think that there's a lot more going on here that we're going to find out the way that doctors, experts, medical experts were censored during the lockdowns and the coup phase. Susan Wojcicki may be trying to dip, dunk, dive, duck, dodge, dodge here. Uh, any kind of charges or being tied to the company. Or, of course, it could be something that's been in motion forever and we're all just conspiracy theorists. And YouTube, uh, you know, uh, 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 is just trying to do right by us, by us creators by demanding we milk our, our viewers uh, so that we can make a living on this platform because they either won't give us advertising or they are too busy deplatforming and demonetizing people. Uh, the fact of the matter is Susan Wojcicki stepping down changes nothing for me. It changes nothing about the plan. I will continue to promote YouTube, and I hope that you'll subscribe here. But I will also continue to promote my Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute, as well as my website. And I've got a big project coming up that I will continue to promote. So new boss will be the same as the old boss, almost certainly. Um, good riddance, Susan. Take your golden parachute and disappear.